Welcome to the Ramble Room. This is Diane. It is. <laughs> Hi, Diane. Hi. Hello, Diane. <laughs> I'm here with Ken, and I'm here with Shay Whetstone. And Shay is here to tell us what she is doing in Sheridan, the, her business, and why she's doing it and how she's doing it. Well, thank you for welcoming me, me to the Ramble Room. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. So um, my name is Shay Whetstone, uh, born and raised here in Sheridan, Wyoming, three generations, so proud to be here. Uh, I came back roughly about nine years ago. My husband and I were both active duty military. He, We were stationed on the East Coast. He retired from the military, and then I transitioned into the reserves at that time. So we were able to move back here to Wyoming. He's from Ohio, but he loves he loved Wyoming. So that's what's brought us back here. And I, I remember that because Piper, our nine-year-old daughter, I was pregnant with her when we first moved back. So that's how I, I know remember the time that frame. too, meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, moved back to Sheridan. Uh, at that time, my husband he transitioned into you know was that stay-at-home daddy. My parents lived here, so it was great because they could help with the kids. Well, I did kind of a travel nurse thing. So as far as my credentials, uh, my background, fourteen plus years experience in the healthcare field, primarily. Um, I've been a nurse practitioner for about two years, and then before that, I uh, specialized in neonatal intensive care, adult ICU, and pediatrics. And so, you know, being in the military, I'm credentialed uh, as a critical care nurse. So um, I do that in my off time as well. But I, I'm still in the reserve, so basically in the reserves for approximately 10 years, so in the Navy, roughly 14 years. Um, it's been a great transition. Haven't looked back since, and I've been given uh, multiple opportunities to be able to travel the world um, as a reservist to go to third world countries, um, take care of patients in third world countries, primarily on the United States Naval Ship Mercy during the Pacific Partnership 2016. So that was definitely an eye-opening experience being in a, a third world countries and working in their hospitals and kind of establishing relations there. Um, recently, in the past couple of years, I was uh, deployed as a critical care nurse during the peak of the pandemic at uh, the beginning of April 2020, working um, in Bellevue Hospital, which is a public hospital in downtown Manhattan. So primarily worked in the ER as well as the ICU, but the ER was essentially open bay ICU. So it was a very interesting experience for sure. You saw the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and again, I'm happy to share that experience in more depth later on. Um, but, uh, you know, Moving on from there, I was actually in the middle of doing my clinicals for my nurse practitioner, my master's degree as a family nurse practitioner. Of course, COVID kind of interrupted that. I got deployed, got sent back um, here to Sheridan, finished my clinicals. And during the time when I was just doing my clinicals and during my experience during COVID, I just thought that there had to be more to medicine than just treating the body and the mind that, you know, why weren't we talking about spiritual care? Um, and even when I was in New York City, you know, my patients primarily were all intubated, couldn't talk, you know, didn't have family members there, but I know they can hear. So I felt like God had me there for a reason. I laid hands on all my patients and prayed over them and just uh, tried to help, you know, just ask God to heal their body. If not, that, you know, to to come into their heart and to forgive them of their sins and to that they may join them in heaven and have a new body. And so that's kind of where, you know, I just believe in the power of prayer and God puts you in a position for a reason. And I believe I was there for a reason. And, and so um, I've offered, you know, 
prayer as during my, uh, when I was doing my clinicals and I would ask, you know, why isn't it that we don't, why don't we talk about the spiritual aspect? Because it should be that more holistic approach to care. And they're like, well, it's a slippery slope, you know? And I'm like, you know, cause you don't want to push, you know, religion on anybody. You don't want to, um, you know, offend anybody. Um, and so you kind of have to feel for whether the patient is open to it or not. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you know, it would be really cool to be able to have a practice one day where we're not, we're open about talking about spiritual aspect. Whether you believe in um, God or not, it's truly that trinity of health of the body, mind, and the spirit. Now, my faith is a big part of who I am, and I don't hide from it, um, but I don't push my faith on anybody because I truly believe it's through our actions more so than their, than our words that we can really truly lead other people to Christ. And so... Forcing people to to believe one thing or another is not the way to do it. And so I, you know, will offer, you know, if patients want me to pray over them, we'll lay hands and pray over them in my clinic. And we, again, we do believe in the power of prayer. Uh, My business partner, uh, Corey Panic, who couldn't be here today, um, he and I will, he'll come in sometimes and we'll lay hands because God says when any two or more are gathered in his name, it shall be done. And so we truly believe um, that uh, that holistic approach to medicine is super important. And it's really freeing and liberating to be able to practice that and, um, you know, again, not enforce it, but be able to uh, talk about that without any kind of repercussions or feeling like you're going to get in trouble for X, Y, Z. So tell us about your clinic. What's it called? What do you do there? So um, our clinic is called Agape Health, which is Agape means God's encompassing love. And so what we do there is we practice, again, that kind of trinity, treating the body, the mind, and the spirit. We focus on preventative medicine. Um, The goal is to get people off medication versus on medication and kind of get into that root cause of what is causing our problems. Um, And then we also... Uh, believe in medical freedom of choice. You know, during this whole COVID debacle, uh, me being in the military and having some um, shipmates in the military seeing that we chose not to get the, the COVID shot and were mistreated during that time, even though a lot of us were maybe on the front lines helping and uh, our arms were tied on a lot of things. Like, uh, I wasn't able to do my job that I normally do, even though they kept promoting me, giving me more responsibilities. I could, I could authorize people to do something, but I couldn't get the same authorization for myself. So it was very interesting, you know, during that time, how we were, you know, threatened with a UMCJ code of conduct, which, you know, uh, jail time in the beginning. And then, you know, we're told that, you know, like I, we were no different than somebody who had a DUI because we were not taking care of ourselves or uh, we were endangering endangering people people around us. And so we all filed, you know, I filed, there was many numerous reasons why I didn't want to get it, but I also filed, you know, uh, many religious reasons why I didn't want to take the COVID shot. And so I filed a religious accommodation along with, uh, Everybody else that filed a religious accommodation in the military, uh, they were pretty quickly denied. And then uh, so those that either didn't want to separate or get out. And if you were to separate, then you would be under dishonorable at one point. Mm, And then it was uh, honorable under general conditions, which that will take away a lot of people's benefits um, if that's the case. So um, we filed an appeal. 
because I really truly, you know, just left it into God's hands because I figured God will either keep me in the military if that's where the pathway where he's choosing or, you know, he'll separate me and I was okay. I really truly was at peace with that whatever decision he he chose. And um, long story short, through all the mandates and stuff, the mandate was eventually dropped and um, and uh, we lost some, you know, uh, good sailors that were kicked out during that time frame, which was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And um, it was discouraging to see how some people were treated. And I think uh, even though whether some people were for the shot or, or not for the shot, uh, a lot of people in the military didn't agree the way that the whole situation was handled and seeing really good sailors that when we're already short for manning, you know, so just seeing that mistreatment, um, having it, you know, going through that myself and knowing that a lot of people, whether you were military or civilian, were going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's where medical freedom of choice is, is, is essentially part of our practice. Well, that sounds horrible, but is, <laughs> is a big component of our practice that we uh, believe that it is your body, your choice, your right to, um, and so it's all about informed consent that we let you know the pros and the cons of, of this and that you make that decision that is right for your body and right for you and your health moving forward. Um, I don't believe in ostracizing somebody uh, one way or another, but I personally am not for it. And, um, but again, I'm not going to, again, it's about that informed decision, that informed consent, knowing, um, giving them the information to arm them uh, so that they can make that decision that is best for them. So I, I believe in that. When it goes to vaccinations completely, it doesn't matter the COVID shot, it, it goes with all vaccinations, making mm-hmm. sure that they know the the pros and the cons of this and that. Um, and it's good. It's at that educational exchange, um, answering those questions, taking time with parents, taking time with patients to address those concerns and giving them, arming them with, uh, you know, giving them information so they can go home and read about it. So they can go home and see like maybe both sides of the spectrum and then they can make that decision that's best for them. Now, if it's something that I truly believe in or that this is what's best for them, then that's my job to help them too through that journey process. So I believe in empowering that patient to make that to make the right health choices for them. And I'm a mere facilitator in that process. So with any of the treatments that you do, it's just about advising them on the options and what would be best so, for them? I, again, I think medicine serves a wonderful purpose, but I do believe there's a lot of complementary and alternative therapies that are far underutilized. And so that's kind of where I've come into where I uh, kind of get to the root cause of problems. So I have, you know, patients that maybe don't want to be on medication right away. You know, they understand that they have to get this, you know, say, for instance, blood pressure under control, that they, you know, well, let's talk about doing these lifestyle modifications. Let's talk about maybe we can add certain uh, um, peptides or amino acids that may help with blood pressure. And if that, and then we just monitor closely. And if that doesn't work, then we can go to plan B. So I give them an option if they would like to try this first. Um, And I get a lot of people through the doors that don't want to be on medication. And so we will try this first, but ultimately maybe they need to be on medication. So again, medication serves a great purpose, but there's a lot of complementary and alternative therapies that are far underutilized. And so that's where I kind of 
got a little bit further into some of my studies and and end up being certified in doing regenerative medicine. So I do some regenerative medicines from ozone uh, to prolozone therapy to PRP injections, stem cell injections. We do IV therapies. Uh, We do vitamin injections. We also do weight loss therapies. So we do a plethora of things. And so it's really cool to see, especially with ozone, which is really awesome because it basically kills viruses, bacteria, bacteria, and targets inflammation in the body. So we have patients with lupus, psoriasis, Lyme disease, fibromyalgia that are coming through our doors and that are actually not needing steroids or not needing to be on medication. My fibromyalgia patient after five treatments um, is already decreased her pain medication in half. So it's pretty amazing to see that it, it's been helping them get off pain medication or it's been helping them um, live more normal and more functional lives where they're not in chronic pain. So, um, and again, the ozone is um, basically taking, it's a taking medical grade oxygen and then you're adding an electron charge onto that uh, oxygen. So that O2 molecule becomes an O3 molecule, which is a highly unstable molecule. It wants to break away from that O2 molecule. And so when we basically inject that, typically with a major autologous hemotherapy, we uh, mix it in with blood. Uh, We take a little bit of blood, mix it in with your blood. We add a a couple of things like calcium chloride stock, which helps kind of target that cytokine storm within the body, that inflammation. We add a little bit of heparin to keep your blood from clotting, a little bit of normal saline. And so when we add that ozone in there, um, we, we then mix it in with your blood and we retransfuse it back into your body. So that highly unstable molecule, that O3 molecule wants to break away. When it does, it breaks away. And again, it targets those areas of oxidative stress in the body. So anywhere there's disease, anywhere there's inflammation, anywhere there's pain, anywhere there's cancers, that's when our body's under oxidative stress. So ozone's job itself is to go to those areas of oxidative stress and kill it. And, um, and so it's even great for people who are, um, undergoing chemotherapy, um, because, actually it helps uh, basically kill bad cells and creates proliferation for new cell growth and decreases the side effects of chemotherapy itself. So there's a lot of great evidence-based studies. Um, Ozone has been around for over 100 years. It's more prevalent over in Europe. It matriculated over in the United States roughly uh, 30 years ago. And so uh, we here in the United States, we're a pharmaceutical-driven country. Mm-hmm. So we're 4.2% of the world's population, yet we consume 80% of the world's pharmaceuticals. Yeah. You know, And so, again, over in Europe, they rely on more alternative means. And so, uh, so again, you know, ozone come back over here, uh, like I said, roughly 30 years ago. I was trained by Dr. Frank Schellenberger, who is also a medical doctor. Uh, and he's the pioneer of prolozone therapy. So prolozone therapy is also taking a component of ozone, that O3 molecule. And so prolozone, you can actually inject into areas of pain, areas of inflammation. You can inject into joints, and it helps create new cell growth, helps, again, kill any kind of bacteria, helps target that inflammation, but also helps kind of cellular regrowth. And uh, so we also do that uh, into joints, knee joints, elbow joints. Um, A lot of people see more pain relief, quicker pain relief with prolozone injections versus PRP, which I'm a big fan of. Um, I had a partial torn shoulder 
myself, you know, when we decided to go uh, on the pumpkin patch for our school, for Martin Luther Grammar School, I had to go out and pick the biggest pumpkin. It happened to be the furthest one away, and I had to hoist it up over my shoulder. Anyway, long story short, I had a partial tear on my shoulder, and I, I did fear... For a pumpkin. For a pumpkin. I know, right? <laughs> um, I didn't even carve it either, so... But uh, did you make a pie? No, it, <laughs> the snow destroyed it. So, oh. um, but anyway, so I, you know, end up doing PRP injection in my shoulder and uh, haven't had issues in it. So, what does sense. PRP mean for the so, uninitiated? So, platelet-rich plasma. So that's basically taking your own blood. That's spinning your that own blood like down. Sounds like something that would motivate the Starship Enterprise. Totally right. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> platelet rich so it sounds to me and i'm just trying to gather yeah you do a lot of help for people who are feel like maybe they're bound or tied to medications but want to know if there's a way out absolutely and alleviate uh pain alleviate some of these other things how do people find out that you're out there do you have uh, doctors, oncologists, or people like that that recommend you, or how do you um, how do you gather your your? So folks? you know, we live in a small town, and word of mouth is a big thing here. So we, I mean, we do have Facebook page and Instagram and all those. I'm not the best at social media. I have to, you know, admit that myself. But um, so we do have all the social media pages. We do have a website, so it's agapehealthyo.com. And uh, so you can look up our information there and all the services that we have. Uh, we also have done like the third Thursday. We put some flyers and stuff up around town. So again, it's more word of mouth, people um, coming to see me and then, you know, spreading the, you know, spreading the knowledge and, and that maybe, hey, there's something else out here that you may want to try out. Um, so because you do some of these alternative things, and we've spoken before, uh, mentioned that we just interviewed uh, Michelle Parker, who yes. does similar things. And yeah, I know absolutely. that the two of you kind of um, help each other, help each other out. So Michelle Parker, yeah, she's got her um, her practice on too. So she, again, kind of along the same lines of, you know, having that holistic approach to medicine, having that um, faith-based approach but she does offer some alternative um, solutions to getting to the root cause of problems so yep. I think that's super important you know medicine again you know like I said it serves a great purpose but a lot of people just slap another pill on something and it just masks the problem it doesn't solve the issue and when I have people come to me and they have three pages of medications and they have xyz symptoms you know, it's, you know, it's no wonder that they're maybe having these symptoms because it's a, a lot side of these, effects from all the medications from all these medications. <laughs> and, you know, some of these people, you have to be willing. That's the difference is it's a mindset, too. So a lot of people that walk through that door, walk through my door personally, they are willing to take those steps to make those lifestyle modifications because they're tired of being on medication. They don't want to be reliant on medication um, for long term. So is that is that the main thing that brings people to you, or what? Do you, what is what makes somebody decide to come to you instead of going to the doctor? So I think primarily because I do offer alternative uh, solutions too. Uh, the regenerative medicine has been huge. You know, weight loss therapies has been huge. You know, weight loss is you know weight is a huge precursor to so many things from hypertension to. Um, 
poor lung exchange, you know, COPD to, um, to having to have sleep apnea, you know, so getting our weight under control is a huge thing. So, um, and it helps alleviate and hopefully alleviate some of those things. But I also, while we're doing those weight loss therapies, it's important for people to give them the tools for success. So when they do come off like, uh, or do graduate from their weight loss program or meet their weight loss goals, they're, that they're able to take those tools that they learn throughout the program and have success after, um, afterwards. And so it's really cool, um, when people are seeing results and like, oh, I can do this, you know? So it's, it's helping them, um, get to their goals and, and, now they're starting to be able to move around a little bit more. Their joints aren't hurting. They're able to start go, uh, start to walk and start to incorporate a little bit more exercise and so and a little bit more energy. And so it's cool to see that. So how do people pay for this? Are you able to take insurance, uh, Medicaid, Medicare? How does that so, work? Yeah, great question. So we do take insurance. Primarily, we take United Healthcare, Cigna, Blue Cross. Um, a couple other insurances. I'm sure my business partner um, could tell you those. We've tried to take Tricare. Um, Tricare, it's almost impossible. We try to get Aetna on, and they just make it almost nearly impossible. Um, we don't take Medicare and Medicaid, and primarily the reason I don't is because I don't let them dictate how I run my practice. And so that's a huge thing. Um, we do offer 20% off um, all services to veterans. And so our goal is to help our veterans. You know, it's unfortunate that we, TRICARE is making it so difficult for us to get on with their insurance program. But as far as the regenerative medicine goes, um, that is usually out-of-pocket expense. It's, you know, insurances don't pay for it. It's going to get you off medication eventually. Hopefully that's the goal. So um, whereas we kind of live in that country where it's pharmaceutical-driven, um, so it's trying to kind of break out of the system, break out of the mold, color outside the lines. Uh, people are tired of, I think, the, the medical system. And while we Good. have a wonderful <laughs> medical system, and we're very blessed, because if you've been to some of these third world countries, you know, it's a completely different ballgame. And I don't think people realize how blessed we are in this country. But there are some things that we need to fix. You know, why is it that we consume 80% of all the pharmaceuticals? Why is it that we're one of two nations that allow pharmaceuticals to advertise on TV? It's illegal in every other country. It's the United States and New Zealand that allow pharmaceuticals to, to advertise. And so what does a patient do when they come in? They're like, I want that medication that I saw on TV. Well, guess what? That's the latest, greatest, and the most expensive. So who's profiting from that? Mm-hmm. It's going to be the pharmaceutical companies. So, and there's a lot, you know, alternative options, you know, it's unfortunate with the whole ivermectin debacle. I was a big proponent of ivermectin, you know, and the fact that they tied our hands on ivermectin, but you could prescribe something else that was a lot more expensive and didn't work as well. Um, And now all of a sudden the FDA approved ivermectin, so doctors can now prescribe ivermectin again, so. I thought it was already approved for all sorts of other things it's been around for years it's been around years it's an award-winning drug it actually has less side effects than tylenol but you know um uh again it takes people like you to buck the system it you know it takes people like me to kind of you know color outside the lines to offer patients um alternative therapies you know uh and we do like people that can't afford things we try to work with them you know because we want people to ultimately get better and prevention is a big thing that i think americans 
forgot they could do. Oh, absolutely. Everybody doesn't realize how much power they have in their own hands. The power, uh, their health is in their own hands and is what they choose to do with it. So, um, but, you know, letting people know, letting patients know that, hey, you can do this. You can, you can do X, Y, Z. And again, giving them the tools and the resources that they need to be successful in their, their healthcare goals, you know, and I usually will talk to people, you know, what is it that you want? What are your goals? You know, how do you see yourself in, you know, five, 10 years from now? And um, what are you willing to do in the process to get to those goals? So that's a big, um, a big factor in it. And um, again, like I get patients that come in and it's just, it's refreshing sometimes to have those patients that just have that mentality that, that's what they want to do. But then you have other patients that, you know, are, have a big health history and they have a lot of health issues going on. Um, but again, it's, it's arming them with that information, but also, you know, referring them out to resources. Cause I'm not the know all end all when it comes to thing, but knowing that, Hey, if, Hey, we got something else going on that we need to make those referrals so that you can get the proper care that I you need. Quite often, sometimes you don't even know what's going on because there are so many different drugs in the mix. Mm-hmm. I saw this in my experience working in a nursing home. You have drug after drug piled on top of each other. Mm-hmm. As And you mentioned this earlier. That's kind of the knee-jerk reaction of a, of a physician is just throw a drug at it. And we don't always know how they all interact and how they play with each right. other. And so to be able to work somebody back away from those mm-hmm. things to me is is magnificent <laughs> just yeah. to be able to give somebody's body a chance to work the way god designed yeah. it and it's amazing the things that god put on this earth to help heal our bodies i mean it truly is from you know from a mere dandelion that we think is a, a you hearing this joy so it's, you know, but there's a lot of health, healthy things to just the dandelion root alone. You know, there's, um, there's a lot of great things that God puts in our backyard, uh, that we don't have the knowledge. A lot and we of, desperately and, try to kill them. Yes, we do. We do. We like to use Roundup and Roundup is a whole, and that's just awful. Yeah. So, um, I, um, I have thought for a long time though, that when God allowed sickness to come into the world, mm-hmm. he also provided something that would take care of that we just don't know what they all are and and the ones that we did know we forgot about because medicine modern medicine told us we can do it better yes well you know and you know i'm grateful for modern medicine because it's a you know it helps you know we are living longer these days um so it is very beneficial and i'm grateful for a lot of the doctors and the providers that we have we have a lot of brilliant people out there but again there's Sometimes I feel it's a little bit, um, and not everybody's like this, and I don't want to class people on to one thing, but it does get to that where it's almost a mechanical approach to medicine. And and that was um, where I kind of took a step back, where I just felt like everything was just like, this is what we're supposed to do. This is X, Y, Z. This is how we were trained. Um, instead of kind of looking um, to alternative modalities, alternative means to kind of get to that root cause of that problem. Um, As long as it's not, you know, the do no harm, you know, as long as you're not going to put that patient's health in jeopardy, that's a big deal. So you have to know, uh, 
you have to have that knowledge base. You have to have those resources that you can reach out when you need to, as a provider, you need to phone a friend and get a second opinion or, you know, so that's important to have that resource available. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it feels like tunnel vision sometimes when it comes to modern medicine that this is the the general approach that we do um, and if you go to other countries it's done a little bit differently and why don't they have some of the we're the we're modern medicine and the united states is the creme de la creme when it comes to modern medicine but we're behind the times when it comes to things we have some of the sickest people and more sick people in this nation than we have um in other parts of the uh, of the world so, um, and so that's where we kind of like, well, what are they doing over here that, you know, maybe we can incorporate in here and maybe vice versa for them. What is the United States doing that we should maybe incorporate more for our patients? You know, it's a broken system. Uh, and it's just trying to, like I said, like trying to buck the system, trying to help, you know, the, the way that, um, God intended us to help each other. I feel that our purpose here on earth, you know, if we did two things in this world, the world will be a better place. If we love God and love one another, and if we treat our neighbor um, like we would want to be treated, super important. And so that's the way I approach medicine too. And that's the way I approach my patients is like, how would I want to be approached? How would I want to be treated um, if I had, you know, X, Y, Z coming in? And so looking at that, I, I look at it as my own family member. Um, and so I try to... Um, treat them with respect and with kindness and, and listen and take the time, I think, and not make it feel so rushed sometimes. So a lot of times I'll have new patients that, that come in and sometimes I've spent two hours with them, you know, just trying to go over everything or they just needed that two hours, you know. Um, do I have the time for that all the time? No, I don't. But sometimes God provides those opportunities where I'm able to sit down a little bit longer with those patients and take that time. And again, just kind of walk patients through that and, and give them options. And um, again, getting to that root cause of everything, I think is super important. So we're about out of time here. Let us know again how folks can find you, how they get a hold of you, some contact information. Perfect. Um, so our phone number is 307-763-1275, and you can call or text that number anytime. We are open Monday through Thursday, 8 to 5. Um, we do some concierge services as well, uh, so you would have to call us and contact us for that as well. Uh, we, and the website? Website is uh, agapehealthyo.com, and it's A-G-A-P-E-H-E-A-L-T-H-W-Y-O.com. Thank you very much for coming to talk to us after a busy day at work. <laughs> You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Nice to have you. We'll, we'll have you back. We have many other things that I think we'd like to discuss, and we might even bring Johnny in, too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he could, he could talk your ear off. You might have to set aside three hours for that one. <laughs> we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. All right. Take care. <laughs>